You're listening to episode 181 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is pre-travel fatigue. You're listening to Christian Travelers Network, the podcast and platform where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hi, Christian Travelers. I'm so glad that you tuned in today because today we're going to be talking about something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Oftentimes we hear about post-travel fatigue, jet lag, etc., but how often do we actually talk about what fatigue looks like before a trip? So today we're going to unpack a little bit about that, but before we do, I want to encourage you to head to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources and our online platform, which we hope to be launching very soon. Continue to pray for us and for our web developers as they do the final touches. This project is a big one, and we're really excited to help other Christians find like-minded travels wherever their adventures take them. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into what pre-travel fatigue actually looks like. Pre-travel fatigue is not that exhaustion from work with the onslaught and the burnout, although that is genuine fatigue and may just need a reset over vacation. I'm talking about the fatigue that happens in the preparation for a trip. Many of us just traveled over the holidays, and if you're anything like me, you found yourself making a laundry list of things that just had to get done. From taking out the trash, making sure that everything got packed, cleaning out the fridge, um, making sure all the errands have been run, and that the home is spotless so that you can calmly enter back in. But... In the midst of all of that, I found myself literally as we were walking out the door ready for a nap, I was utterly exhausted and fatigued and I didn't understand why. So through a little prayer reflection and Google searching, it became really obvious that there is an area that we don't talk about enough. And that is how do we prevent fatigue before we get into that vacation that's supposed to rejuvenate us? So here's some things that I think might be helpful. One, you don't need to do everything. Oftentimes as we're making these lists and we have the very best intentions of getting all of these things done so that we can feel comfortable and at peace, we end up pushing away the greatest sort of source of peace, and that is Jesus. We focus on what we think it needs to be the top priority when really our relationship with God needs to be the top priority. And if we actually took our laundry list of things to him, it would be a Mary Martha situation. The one who sits at the feet of Jesus has chosen what is better. So in the midst of the chaos and all these things that we think are so important, I encourage you to take some time to really reflect, is this going to be life or death? Is this going to impact my eternal salvation? If not, then maybe the stress level and the priority and emphasis that we are putting on it needs to be taken down a notch. Now, the second thing is being willing to come home 
to the mess. Now, I'm not saying all of the mess and that we should totally avoid doing any preparation before we go, but maybe we need to change our expectations and acknowledge that if some of it is still there, if some of it needs to be on a separate list, that is when I have time, when I get home, you know, this is not as urgent, it will be okay to deal with shifting it from an absolute in this final countdown, those last 24 hours before we depart to, you know, the week after or two weeks after we get home, it'll be okay. By making that shift, we shorten the list and give ourselves a little bit more breathing room. Now, uh, the next suggestion I have is to reframe the situation. In many ways, we've slightly touched on this, but maybe with a little bit more intentionality. How we look at a situation, how we view it, um, especially if we're stressed and anxious, it can be such tunnel vision. We think that it has to go a certain way exactly for ourselves to feel peace and to feel comfort. But if we go from this must be done to I would like to get this done. I understand that I'm trying, but I acknowledge that I'm human. Like making those little rewording, little reframing alterations to what we're saying and thinking can help so much. And and rather than focusing, I'm so busy or there's not a ton enough time, changing it to God's given me just enough time to do what's most important. Maybe that is just talking to him and walking out the door. Maybe that is changing um, our priorities. But by reframing the situation, reframing what we're telling ourselves, we open the door for him to let his peace in instead of pushing him out by saying there isn't enough time. Well, God is time. He created it. He stands outside of it and he's given us what we need. So by reframing the situation, we open the door to be more attentive to him. Now, maybe this should have been first on the list. These really aren't in any particular order, but uh, number four on my list is pray. Being in conversation is not just right before a meal or right before we walk out the door on our trip or, you know, those like key moments that seem super pivotal. It's all day. Being uh, being in a relationship with a friend, you're texting them all day. Uh, you're letting them know about travel updates. You're, you're just constantly in communication with them. Well, God wants to be an even closer friend. He wants our thoughts to be in a constant conversation with him. And it takes work to be able to do that. It's not something that we can just change. Like, so many times I'm talking to myself internally, but by changing the way we frame things, the way we think about things and our intentional conversations, prayer can be a very natural all day thing. You know, oh, hey, God, I'm tying my shoes. Thanks for shoes. And um, I'm about to go run this errand. But, you know, if you think something's more important, let me know. We can just be talking to God like a friend. It doesn't have to be this formal thing. And oftentimes when we're in prayer, we, we find ourselves giving thanks, which brings like that joy back into stressful situations. It also opens the door for, hey, God, what do you think about this? I'm thinking this, but what, what's your wisdom, which is far greater than mine? What's, what's that actually look like? And he might change um, just that stress and pre-travel anxiety in the midst of those conversations. 
Now, number five, um, our culture doesn't really tend to think like this, but I suggest planning to fail. Now, is this going out with the intention to fail? No. But when we get so anxious and we are looking at that timeline and that final countdown, we tend to think if everything doesn't go perfect, which it won't, we're human and we're sinful and things don't go as planned, that it's such a catastrophe. We let it consume us. We let it uh, ruin our identity. We get so bogged down. But if we acknowledge, you know what, here's my goals, but when I fail, this is a learning experience. When I fail, you know what, when things don't go as planned, this is an opportunity for something that I didn't originally envision. This might be God doing something far greater um, just by letting this accident happen. It allows his peace to permeate the situation and it puts takes a lot of the burden off of you. And number six, um, schedule in God dates. This is both a pre-trip and a during trip suggestion because by scheduling time into your day to just spend time with God, it allows him to speak into situations that seem so big or so pivotal, but in his eyes are such a small piece of the greater puzzle. So it allows us to find that peace, to find that understanding. And hopefully when you actually walk out that door, there will be less of that pre-trip exhaustion and more of that peace and that preparation for what the Lord is going to do through your travels that you may receive and be rejuvenated. And um, I encourage you to do God dates on your trip as well, because resting in God is not just like stopping everything that's going on in the world, um, which oftentimes we take vacations on leisure for that purpose. And that's great but it's also being rejuvenated. I heard someone say this recently that like we need time for rest and for rejuvenation, doing the things that create a pause, but also that refill us. And the Lord wants to refill our cups so that we can return home with that peace, with that joy, with a totally different outlook. I hope that you have enjoyed today's podcast and that this will help you take a more positive outlook on your next trip that you'll start from a more peaceful place and won't be exhausted before your vacation even begins. But if you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that subscribe button and share this episode with a friend. By sharing it, you support our podcast by getting that encouragement out there. And if you know someone who could really benefit from some pre-traveled tip suggestions, I hope that you will share that with them specifically. Well, until next time, safe travels and God bless.